your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. the Thursday, July 28th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show locked on NHL and the crosscheck NHL show. We'll, they'll be discussing a pretty busy free agency period that we just had happen. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So free agency day one is done and Florida Panther fans and the Florida Panthers pretty much got what they expected based on everything that happened prior to it. No major moves of any external signings from the team. But regardless, we're going to have a show today to talk about it. And I invite this guest onto the show to talk about the, this period, regardless of whether the Florida Panthers made moves or not. So here to join me to talk about the Florida Panthers, what they did, and the rest of the NHL is my buddy, a multi-time guest on this podcast. I, I've lost count at this point how many times he's been on. It is Nick Fairbanks from pantherparkway.com. Nick, how are you? Doing very well, and uh, I'll be expecting a plaque in the mail any day now. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think you. I think of the Panther Parkway guys. I believe you're the one has who has been on the most. I could I could be wrong. So, but hey, not, nothing wrong with having you on. You're you're a great dude, and I'm glad to have you on once again. No, thank you for having me again, and I uh, can't wait to dig into uh, today's festivities. Absolutely. So, so for the listeners, I uh, I finished recording yesterday's episode right before the Brandon Montour news came out on the Florida Panthers signing Brandon Montour of his uh, UFA rights uh, for a three-year deal with the Florida Panthers to return, and this was a signing that honestly came as a surprise for me. I was not expecting Montour to be back with the Florida Panthers after the Florida Panthers gave up a third round pick in this past draft. And I want to ask you about it, uh, Nick. What 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 do you think about the the Montour uh signing of bringing him back to the mix for the for the Cats? 
Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple things at play. Um, it's interesting that it came uh, the day before free agency started. Um, it was actually official later this afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, I know it had been reported by many of the uh, pundits from uh, Canada and everything, but um, I think it just goes to show that, number one, I think Bill Zito had his eye on maybe one or two defensemen that he may have wanted to go after to fill the hole. But at the end of the day, uh, after talking to probably a couple of the agents and everything, that either the price was going to be too much or the term was something that he was not willing to, um, I guess, give out. Um, and I can completely understand, especially with uh, Suter going to Dallas for four years. Um, you don't really often give a 36-year-old defenseman four years on a contract. So um, with Brandon Montour coming back, um, not uh, not a huge surprise. I thought he played pretty well when he was with the Cats and everything. Uh, nothing glaring. Um, I know he had uh, one or two games where he probably wasn't the best, but overall, I think he does round out probably a good solid top six. Absolutely, and there, it'll be it'll probably I could see him on the final defensive pairing um, for, for to start the season. And honestly, his cap number is only not even five percent of the cap. It's three years, three point five million AAV. So it it's it, it's a contract that I believe is easily also movable in, in the case that the Florida Panthers want to move on quickly from it, and it's a very team friendly deal. Yeah, so uh, the way that I'm looking at it right now is I believe this deal is backloaded, and that's something that you're going to see with a lot of the contracts the Panthers signed uh, before free agency started because uh, you're going to have to navigate through a few things, such as the Keith Yandel buyout. Uh, you have Bobrovsky's um, contract that's still here, um, and amongst other things. So um, if they can at least get one good year out of Montour um, and maybe flip them next offseason and then up possibly even look to upgrade or bring in somebody younger. Um, I could definitely see that as a possibility. Absolutely. And right now, as far as the six, six, six defensemen that you would dress every night, I mean, seven, unless you go 11 F seven D mm -hmm. Montour seems to be in that top five. There's still questions on who that six guy will, would be. Will would it be a Mac, Matt Kierstead will be eventually a Max Gildon, maybe a John Ludwig, maybe the veteran Kevin Connaughton. He's still on the roster. So there, there's still plenty of opportunities for, for the Florida Panthers to develop some, some guys and also see who they want as that final piece to their top six for the de defense. Most definitely. And I think, you know, when we're talking about, you know, bringing up some guys and giving them a shot, um, I'm most interested to see what Ludwig um, is going to bring to the team. And he's somebody that I wrote about maybe a season or two ago as a, a prospect to look out for just because of his size and uh, the way he plays. Um, and he might be the heavy defenseman that we're looking for. And uh, he'd be young and he'd be under team control for quite some time. So uh, definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, and speaking of big, he he's six one, two hundred and one pounds, and that's that's something that the Florida Panthers have have been lacking. And some some of the um, some of the Panthers uh, free agents on the wish list ended up signing elsewhere. At, at least for me, Jamie Alexiak <laughs> ended up signing with the Seattle Kraken. Alec, Alec Martinez was able to re-sign with the Vegas Golden Knights. They found a way to to re-sign that, but then. The flurry move happened after. It's like okay, that makes sense. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm like you mentioned Ryan Suter earlier. I, I was actually very pleased that they were, they didn't offer a four-year contract to 
Ryan Suter. I'm glad they didn't trade for uh, Seth Jones, especially after the deal he got after shortly being traded from the Chicago Blackhawks. And the other one is uh, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, did you did you see the did you see the Carolina Hurricanes final offer to uh, Dougie Hamilton before he eventually signed with New Jersey? I honestly did not. Um, I think I was more or less paying attention to another signing they made early, uh, later or I mean earlier today. But go ahead and lay it on me. What did they offer? Uh, they offered around like seven million dollars to Dougie Hamilton. So as soon as I saw that offer, I, I thought he was gone right away. From, mm, from sounds Carolina. like they treated. Sounds like they treated him just like their goaltenders. Oh man, and be, we're gonna get there in in a little bit. <laughs> but um, let, let's also talk about let's also talk about some of the resignings that we have on the roster of Carter Hagee. Carter Hagee got a contract extension. And the best part about this is Bill Zito got this done a year ahead in advance. They, we knew that Carter Hagee was, we were going to have to address that next off season anyway, but Bill Zito kind of took the approach that something that Elliot Friedman pointed out a few days ago is something that the Tampa Bay lightning also do is they take care of expiring contracts, a year in advance to keep their main core of players and Carver Hagee is definitely a has has he's a he's a staple in this lineup and I'm very very pleased with how how Bill Zito was just able to get this done it's a it's a three-year extension 4.16 million AAV so I'm I'm very pleased that that part of it is done how about you oh for sure um and it's quite smart uh, on their part. I mean, not only was Verhege given a chance to shine here this year and kind of show what he can do, but he blossomed, especially on that top line. But to get this a year ahead of his free agency and not letting it linger or, you know, maybe we go into next March, you know, wondering, you know, hey, is this somebody we're going to have to trade and trying to get, you know, some pieces back because he's going to walk. I think this also shows a commitment by management and ownership. Uh, you know, who's learned from previous mistakes, such as, you know, possibly like a Jonathan March or so, uh, just because, you know, you know, they, they signed him and then they refused to sign him to a dollar amount that they didn't want to sign him to. So I think Bill definitely uh, jumped the gun on this uh, in a good way and was able to retain uh, Verhage's services for the next, what is it, uh, four years. So uh, definitely happy about it. And I can't wait to see what, uh, how much more he's going to be able to grow. Absolutely. I'm, and that is one thing that we definitely don't, don't need to uh, wor- worry about for, for sure. Um, another, another signing that, that the Florida Panthers made was extending Yuho Lamico, their former third round pick from the same draft as Aaron Ekblad. And he, he also gets another opportunity as well to to for um I, I see him more really as like a, a bottom six player. Uh that was mostly his role. He was in and out of the lineup, but he gets an opportunity to at least get at least one more year. His his extension is one year, 75, 750k with a and he'll be arbitration eligible uh next offseason. So another another homegrown player that the Florida Panthers get to see what they got. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, his game and the way he, he plays um, definitely got better. Um, I know he went back home um, the previous season before last year, um, just because, you know, we didn't sign him to a contract. I mean, we still had his rights and everything, but uh, he, I do believe he fit into the, you know, the fourth liner uh, chipped in where he could uh, when he did get into the lineup very well. He's a very responsible defensive forward. And I think that it's a system or that's a, this is a player that can definitely develop in our system under Q and um, you know, he'll be an extra warm body out there. Um, especially if we need to give nights off for like guys like Achari or even Hornquist, um, you know, just, just to keep them fresh, but uh, you know, you're not going to be losing too much on the defensive side, which is something that is going to be very important uh, going into next season and uh, hopefully another playoff push as well. Absolutely. And now the only player that we are waiting for anything uh, as far as signing is re- the newly acquired Florida Panther, Sam Reinhart, who has a qualifying offer on the table. The rumors are that it's going to be in the range of anywhere between six to seven million. So, and honestly, once that deal is signed, it, it, it's not gonna. It, of course, the Florida Panthers will will be only have two million dollars in cap space, but it, it just goes to show that the way they were able to make the moves around it, like buying out Keith Yandel, trading Anton Stroman to Arizona, it's like wow, they they were able to just do put all these moving parts together in order to still acquire a big time playmaker for the Florida Panthers and still find a way to sign him to what was hopefully hopefully a three or four year deal for Sam Reinhart to see what he's got here. Most definitely. And um, it's not every day that you're going to see Florida uh, be able to acquire a first line player. Um, I mean, I think Carter Verhage was probably an exception uh, last off season, just because, you know, Tampa Bay honestly could not afford him, but you know, it had he been on uh, long-term uh, injured reserve, they could have had him play in the playoffs this year. But uh, anyways, it's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, but I, I think, uh, it's going to be a smart move. And, um, it's, it's interesting to me that Bill Zito is not signing anybody over three years. Uh, the exception to that rule is Sam Bennett. And I think that was actually the sticking point to whether or not he was going to sign or not. Um, I know that there was some rumors or some rumblings that there might be some, um, you know, back and forth about the contractor disagreements. And ultimately at the end of the day, uh, if, um, you know, Bennett wanted to be here that he was going to have to take a less term, but um, he was going to get paid. Um, I, I expect the same thing for Reinhardt, um, and it's not going to be an issue going forward. Um, and I do want to bring up one other signing, if I may, that I was very excited about that. Oh, I yes, up to. yes, yes. Today's signing. Yes. Mr. Maxim Mammon. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that I wanted on the team last year just because I f- believe he fits the mold of what this team's trying to do. He's big. He's strong. He's very good in the corners uh, below the faceoff circles. And I just think that he's going to fit in or slot into the third or fourth line perfectly. Um, and who knows, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we have a piece or two that, you know, towards, you know, maybe the first quarter or first third of the season that, you know, maybe he's not working out uh, and we need to move. Um, you know, it, I find it interesting that there's some players right now that, you know, as you said, um, you know, they have maybe one year left on their contract and Bill Zito's going out of his way to sign some key players. And there's some key players. Um, if you look at the list right now that 
have one year left and probably are not going to be getting an extension. Absolutely. And, and he's signing only for 975 K and he's a six round pick. And yep. he had, he, of course the, he didn't get a contract uh, in CSKA Moscow. So that, that opened up so many doors for the opportunity for the Florida Panthers to bring him back. And if, if there happens to be an injury to like a Patrick Hornquist or if, or something happens with a Frank Petrano or Noel Chari, then definitely you could put Maxim Mammon in. And it's funny because Aaron Brown tweeted that with the exception of Maxim Mammon, uh, after the Yandel trade, there was no remaining players outside of the core three that remained from the Tom Rowe era, but then Max and Mammon came back. It's like, okay, okay, there's one. <laughs> so, the, so there, I, there we go. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, uh, not that we want to remember um, those rosters or anything. I mean, um, unfortunately none of that worked out. And um, you know, I think we're kind of coming out of that now. And I think we're kind of seeing how uh, a, a championship team is being built and um, you know, we can thank uh, ownership and also Bill Zito for putting that together and having the foresight of uh, giving out the contracts that they have. But uh, I was very happy to see Maxim being, uh, you know, signed back into a Panthers uniform and uh, can't wait to see him lace him up next season. I'm excited as well. Definitely. I, I opening night, October 14th. Like can't wait. That's the <laughs> fact that's, that's the day before my 28th birthday. So uh, that, there you go. It's a it's a good opportunity to 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 start uh, th- that week on a hopefully a high note when the Pittsburgh Penguins come to town. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. I want to talk about the NHL landscape as a whole. Oh my goodness. There was so much moving parts and so much uh, ways of manipulating or circumventing the cap from one team to the next. And I mean, that's a part that at this point, it's just a part of it. But as, as far as the the off season and team and specific teams, is there a team that you, you, who do you think is that team that took probably the biggest, uh, step back this this offseason well um i'm probably gonna go with uh two teams i'll be honest um number one the seattle kraken even though they've not played a game and we have no idea what they look like i don't know what the hell they're doing um um i don't understand their goaltending situation um i understand that they just signed grubauer to that massive contract but they also decided to take chris drieger um, so unfortunately, Chris, sorry, you're probably being relegated back to backup uh, duty. So sorry about that. Um, so not only that, um, but they're also any of the, some of the players that they've uh, picked during the expansion draft, they're trading back to those teams, um, which is interesting to me. It's an interesting tactic. And then uh, secondly, uh, I'm going to say the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, 
I don't know what they're doing uh, with their defense and also with their goaltending. Um, it seems like they consistently wanted to low ball um, both sides of, uh, I guess, the goaltenders and the defensemen. Um, you know, they, they couldn't come to terms with Mirajek. Uh, Reimer went to San Jose, um, but then they couldn't come to terms with Bernier and they traded their Calder finalist goaltender mm-hmm. um, because they didn't want to sign him after, you know, what he did last season yet. Now they're going to sign a goalie who's often injured and hasn't really proven anything. Um, <laughs> I and they paid him more money than he was gonna, than they were going to pay Bernier or Najelkovic. So um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's just it's just funny to me to see the type of um, logic I guess they use, and it kind of came back and bit them in the butt. Um, and I'll just say them signing a particular defenseman right now, um, mm-hmm. whether you like them or not, I think is very questionable. Yes. And, um, I, and I think the NHL, um, is going to probably keep an eye on how that's going to, uh, come to fruition. And the, apparently there was also a certain question that he was asked, asked about, uh, when it came to him, him signing, like as soon as he, and he answered with, uh, that's a strange question, but we won't, we won't get, get into that. But yes, uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Flyers with the trade for, uh, for Rasmus <laughs> Ristolainen. Um, I also think about the, the Jacob Voracek trade, how they got nothing in return. And I'm just thinking what's going on. They signed Martin Jones after he got bought out from San Jose to a one year, $2 million deal, which I don't get, uh, which I don't, I don't quite under, stand uh that i mean carter hart's an rfa so and he had a a a rough season uh last year after the philadelphia flyers ended up being the first seed after the round robin and they also got they also got our boy uh keith yando on a one-year 900k uh deal with a with a no trade clause not a no movement clause a no trade clause so he Uh. yeah so um so I think it's the <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers that probably took the biggest step back uh, this offseason. So let me let me add on that. So if, if you were an opposing team coming in to play Philadelphia, wouldn't you be licking your chops to see, <laughs> number one, who's on that defensive core? And secondly, who's in goal? Because, you know, once you get past that defense, which you're going to, let's be honest here, mm-hmm. is the goalie going to stop it? Because Martin Jones couldn't stop anything in San Jose. You know, I'm going to I'll be honest. He didn't really have a whole lot of defense in front of him, but at the same time, like there's a reason why he was bought out. And then unfortunately, poor Carter Hart. Um, I think he's probably not, if he is not the best, he's probably in the top three of that team. Um, they're going to destroy this kid mm-hmm. um, and his confidence and everything. So I, I agree uh, in your assessment. So I would definitely go probably um, Carolina, Philadelphia, and then Seattle. If I were to rank the three teams. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to think about the Arizona Coyotes situation. I I right before we right before we got on, I, I messaged in the Panther Parkway chat. The Arizona Coyotes have two first round picks and five seconds next year. I I don't know. I mean, they're gonna be really bad. That I mean, that we know for damn sure, but but also I think about all the contracts that are expiring. So is this going to be where they make a big splash and then they're competitive? It, it, I, I feel like if there's anything, I think about this could be just a one-year quick rebuild. You get all the assets and you, you spend next season, or 
this is going to be something that completely flops and then falls onto their face after trading their captain, Oliver ekman Larson and Connor Garland to Vancouver and still getting a high draft pick after getting their original first round pick forfeited. So I, part of me wants to think that this will work, but then a part of another part of me feels like this is just a disaster waiting to happen. Um, it definitely could be. Um, and you, you really can't say that it's not going to be a disaster just because, I mean, uh, Phoenix hasn't really been able to, um, or I should say Arizona, I keep calling them Phoenix because, you know, I, I, I'm an older millennial, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I believe they're trying to work it out. I think they're trying to do the right thing. I mean, it's never a good look, you know, during the draft when, you know, they kept mentioning why they had to uh, forfeit their first round draft pick. Um, hopefully they're not doing that still. Um, but, you know, you, you have to give props to, I believe it's, uh, is it Bill or Doug Armstrong? Who's the Bill GM? Armstrong. I can't remember the two. Okay. Bill Armstrong. You have to give it to him and to, for the collection of assets that he's been able to get. Um, there was no way that I don't think Garland was going to sign. I don't even think they talked to him except where he was going to be traded. Um, and then you have, again, as you said, two first round picks next year and five seconds. So, um, in a really deep draft. So, I mean, I think they're building up for hopefully next season or the season after that, and then they're going to go on a spending spree. So um, I think it's smart um, and you have to start somewhere. Um, and I also, and I also think it plays a huge part in them getting a new uh, stadium out there um, just so that they can show the community like, Hey, we are building for the future. These are the star players that we're going to bring in. And, who knows? I mean, um, maybe an Austin Matthews makes his way back down to Arizona. Oof, maybe. So, and 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 they could, and they have, and not only I, I, I don't believe that they're going to use all of their second round picks. They could use them as a as a part of a big trade if they wanted to. So, um, sometimes sometimes assets can be used as like ammo to make something happen. So that's also what could be for Arizona. Uh, let's shift to uh, let's shift to um, Vegas and Chicago. That that trade. <laughs> uh, no, but before we get there, um, I wanted to point out this: two of the three Vesna Trophy finalists are no longer on their teams. Isn't that crazy? I think it is, and I think it goes to show that um, <laughs> maybe goaltending. Um, you know, maybe they're only seeing it as like a. Uh, it's only good for one year and then you have to move on to the next. I mean, you know, how do you move Mark Andre Fleury after you told him that you wanted him to stay there and that, you know, he was great for the team and everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, you push him out the back door to Chicago and now he's, he doesn't know if he's going to play anymore. Did you hear that the asset that the Vegas Golden Knights uh, got um, yeah, from the I, traders I think I heard... going back to the AHL affiliate of Chicago's? Yeah, because apparently, I guess you can do that. I, I'm going to have to find uh, the rule book or some kind of CBA agreement where that's okay. Uh, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, what? So this was pretty, <laughs> it, it was a cap dump. That's what it is. The, the, we can call it what it is. It's a cap dump. Uh, right now, right now, the Vegas Golden Knights are still over the cap, even with the Marc-Andre Fleury trade, uh, uh, according to Cap Friendly right now. But we got to see how their uh, signings. Uh, and how their contracts are backloaded to see like how they're going to fit under the cap. They Vegas always finds a way uh, to get <laughs> under the cap. So as, as far as a uh, signing, which, which, which one was your favorite? Uh, for just overall and yeah, free overall. agency. 
Hmm, that is a tall order. Uh, I'm honestly probably going to say like my favorite uh, signing all out of all of them. Um, it's it's going to be a tie probably between. Um, let me see here, because not a lot of them really like you know killed me over. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it wasn't like so surprising. Um, I'll probably say that I'm very happy for Alex Weinberg. Um, you yes. know, I think Bill Zito brought him down here, gave him a chance to kind of show yes. what he can prove and he got paid. So, um, congratulations him. to him. I'm very happy for him. And then as far as, um, probably the bigger one or the, my favorite one of the day, um, yeah, I don't know if I have one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll give you one. There's just so, so much movement, but yeah, go ahead. Um, Philip Deneau to the LA Kings. Ah, yes. He had a breakout season in Montreal and LA, LA is not a really good team right now. They're still rebuilding, but their farm is getting deeper and deeper as they're accumulating more, more talent through their rebuild. And then they sign a, a player who had a breakout season. I think, I think it's a good situation for the LA Kings. And I think they could possibly be back very soon, sooner, sooner than we think. So I I, re- I really like that. I really like that situation for for Philip Deneau and the uh, LA Kings. So there there is one signing that is kind of on my radar, and it's it has to do with our the Panthers division. Um, it is Linus Allmark going to the Bruins. That's right. Um, now it's very interesting, just because um, Victor Rask is. Um, a free agent. He's a UFA right now, but uh, he's go- undergoing hip surgery and they say he's going to be out five to six months. Now he's going to have a decision to make when he comes back, if he wants to come back to Boston or sign up elsewhere. So um, definitely something to look forward to. Um, and just to add on to the teams that I thought improved, um, I think Boston quietly got better today. Uh, just with all their sign, their flurry of signings. Um, I feel like they got deeper and they have a lot of utility guys that are going to be able to um, definitely uh, go to work every night. It's crazy because I was just talking about uh, Allmark to uh, with, with the host of Locked On Savage, Joe DiBiase, and he, Allmark was the only player, only goalie on that roster to have a winning record th- throughout that uh, for the Buffalo Sabers. So it would it would have uh, been cool. It, I mean, it would have been cool for Allmark to be that goalie to build around, but I mean. Buffalo's not not going anywhere anytime soon, and if you're Olmark, you wanna you wanna go somewhere where you have a chance to win at, on a veteran on a on a veteran team uh, like the Boston Bruins. They still they still have their championship window open despite their their older age roster. Oh, definitely, and um, I think he actually, in a way, kind of solidifies what they're doing. I mean, he's not signed to a huge contract and everything, and. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that, you know, Boston's going to be in the top three of the Atlantic. Now it's going to depend on how Florida decide or, you know, comes out of the gates starting next season. Um, but it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Um, and one other signing that definitely caught my eye was, uh, a former Panther, Mike Hoffman, yes. um, finally signing a multi-year deal with the, uh, Montreal Canadians. Um, you know, we already know what he's going to bring, and he's definitely going to be one of their power play specialists. But uh, it's interesting to me that he still has not signed for the money that he wanted, which tells me that I think Florida did a great job walking away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as far as Mike Hoffman, I I, w- I was never 
I was never like crazy about trying to get get him back. Uh, I I be, his contract demands were like seven eight million, I believe. Originally, yes, they originally, were. yeah. And I mean, he led he led the team in goals last season. A lot of the a lot of the goals that happened were just from the from the right face off circle on the one timer. But I I was never crazy about trying to get him. But happy for him. He he signed a three year deal for four point five million AAV. Oh, another. Speaking of uh, former Panthers, uh, of one Florida Panthers was on the move um, via trade uh, just uh, this this free agency period, and that's Evgeny Dadanoff. Uh, he got traded from the Ottawa Senators to the Vegas Golden Knights. What, what do you think about that one? Uh, so two things. Number one, I think Dadanoff was brought in to kind of replace Marcheseau. So. so now that they're all on the same team, it kind of uh, started to really loathe vegas even more yeah um because <laughs> uh, that's going to be a ridiculous uh fire uh amount of firepower that they have there um but it also tells me that maybe maybe they're out of the eichel um trade negotiations now because i know that they had put a package together to try and get him over to vegas but now with this trade of uh Dadnoff to kind of supplement their scoring um i don't think that they're going to be looking to send uh that package over to get eichel now i think he's still going to be going to new york or minnesota it's crazy because jack eichel's skating again even though he hasn't had surgery so it's it, it seems to me that jack eichel might not opt to get surgery for for his injury that ended his season last year so that's crazy to think like at first I was thinking, okay, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade for Jack Eichel un, until I see like what his recovery period is like. But uh, that's also something to keep an eye on um, for, for next season in case he gets possibly gets re-injured. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to be starting uh, in Buffalo next year or if he's, or if he's going to be traded somewhere, but M Minnesota has also caught themselves in a little bit of cap hell with, with their buyouts <laughs> of, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. So, I mean, and and I, I wanted to root. I, I the the Wild were such a great story with Karel Kaprizov um, last year, and finally there were some eyeballs on that team. And then there's still that thing hanging above them about the deal that they could possibly sign Kaprizov under. So, I I also don't know how to predict Minnesota going forward. That's a really hard team to uh to predict oh i forgot to mention also something about minnesota that bukestad got a one-year extension uh for the for the minnesota wild uh for one more year for, at 900k so i'm very I don't happy know, for him same here i i don't know i don't know how to i don't know how to put my finger on minnesota for next season what what do you think um, it's definitely going to be, I, I don't know if it's going to be a retooling, um, season or what it's going to be, but, you know, as you said, you know, I think Kaprizov, uh, definitely put eyes on the organization in a good way. And now it's interesting to see how they're going to negotiate a uh, contract extension for him. Uh, cause now he's got a contract, uh, offer from, uh, his homeland in Russia. So it, it'll be definitely interesting. Um, but, you know, I think Bill Guerin has, you know, definitely an idea of where he wants to go. Um, and I, you know, going back to, you know, the draft night and everything, um, the way that he had, um, some family members of a recently, uh, deceased, uh, member of the organization had his, uh, family there to, and his kids there to kind of, um, you know, announce the draft picks I thought was awesome and, uh, very candid of him to do that. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, 
uh, what, you know, where they teeter next season, especially going back to, uh, I think it was what the central division. Yeah, they'll they'll be they'll, they'll be in the they'll be in the central division, and also uh, Arizona will be welcomed into the central division uh, next year with Seattle coming into the mix in the Pacific. So, so also next year uh, Minnesota will be one of those teams to possibly feast uh, on uh, on Arizona. Oh, um, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Arizona is actually the only state in the U.S. that that doesn't participate in daylight savings time. So a lot of their travel next season based on a new division, it's going to be a lot of, if you're a West coast, per, if you're a West coast person, it's going to be difficult for them, for a lot of uh, <laughs> viewers to actually see a lot of their games because some of them might still be at work while, while some games are going on when they travel out East or in the central division, because they're going to go to the central time zone for more majority of their games. So that's, that's a, that's a pretty uh, strange situation uh, with uh, with Arizona going into a new division. I have no idea how to handle that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't live out west. I've never experienced that, but I do have a friend that tells me living in the mountain time zone is actually the best place to live. Uh, being a sports fan, you get to actually uh, see see everything. Like, for example, uh, I want to watch Connor McDavid every, every. I wish I could watch Connor McDavid every single night, but. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could stay up uh, past nine o'clock um, every every single time for a nine o'clock uh, puck drop. So that that is a little difficult for for me personally as someone who who works very early in the morning at my day job. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Here's a signing that really annoyed me, but then... Not a signing, a trade. That really okay. annoyed me. But then I had to say, tell myself, okay, it's just... It is what it is at this point. It's just like... It was something that we actually talked about before we started recording was the Tampa Bay Lightning trade being able to 
finally get rid of the contract of Tyler Johnson. It was a, a, a contract that they were, they were trying to move uh, since last offseason, and they were able to get $5 million off their books. And then they, they traded for a quote-unquote retired uh, <laughs> Brent Seabrook. So, and he's on LTIR automatically uh, um, based on, based on that, that trade. And let's call it what it is. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a cap move. It's the continuing the circumvention of, of what they do. And uh, it it is within the rules. There's, they're, they're not breaking any rules, but it it just, it, it just seeing that just really annoyed me just seeing that. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the rich get richer, or at least the teams that understand the cap system and know how to circumvent it are definitely exploiting it right now. And, you know, as you said, you know, it, it, there's nothing illegal about it as of right now. I'll be interested to see in the next um, bargaining agreement, I think, what, in 2026 or 2027, you know, how they're going to deal with that. But maybe they don't. Maybe the owners in the league are perfectly okay with it just because then it allows teams to really control um you know, player salaries this way. Um, Cause you know, think about it. You can sign a player to whatever contract you want and let's say they get hurt or they want to retire. Well, Hey, I can just get rid of this contract, send it to somebody else and it doesn't go against my cap. You know what I mean? So it, it's definitely a tactic. Um, you know, I Tampa needed to do something cause they have a lot of uh, their key or core players that were getting contract um, raises starting into this year. Uh, you think about players like Vasilevsky, um, Braden Point just got paid. I mean, mm-hmm. he got paid. Big and time. yeah, and you, you have a couple of other players on the team that, you know, as I said, you know, they're, you know, having their money kick in and they needed to find room for that. And, you know, why not take on a contract that you know is not going to be a part of the cap at all? Um, you know, I just hope he doesn't unretire day one of the playoffs and starts playing again. Oh, if that happens, I will. <laughs> I might give up on sports, uh, Nick. I'm, I'm, I just might. I, I just might. Yeah. I but, need you to step off the ledge. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It, uh, sport, this is a part of my life. I, I, I don't see myself ever walking away from it. But I want to talk about one more uh, signing mm-hmm. is something that either was – he was either going to stay on this team or he was going to go back to Russia. It's Alexander Ovechkin signing uh, a five-year deal, 9.5 AAV. And the first thing I thought about when I saw that signing was Gretzky's uh, record. And Mm -hmm. at at this point in time, I I believe he is 164 goals away um, Mm -hmm. from tying. And I calculated that by five. Uh, He would need, I believe, 32 or 34, anywhere between 32 and 34 goals each season in order to to break the record uh, for four goals scored in the league in, in the in NHL history. And he I believe he's gonna be um 40. He's gonna be 40 by the time that contract expires. So do you think do you think the great eight is going to break the great ones record? Uh to yes I do. Um I a hundred percent think he's going to and uh he scored 24 goals in 45 games played in this shortened season. So if you basically double the games played there, he almost has 50 goals in a season again. This guy's 35, and he's still going strong. Um, he doesn't have to do much. He has to just kind of just sit there, you know, in Mike Hoffman's office, I'll call it, and just 
you know, blast one timers on the power play. I mean, there was, uh, I think somebody put up a, a gif of him just not even moving during the power play, just standing in one spot the whole time waiting for the puck to get to him. And as soon as it gets there, it's in the back of the net. So, um, definitely generational, probably a top 10 player all time in the NHL. Um, and I, I really hope he does do it. And I think he will. And I will definitely be watching uh, those final games where he's getting closer and closer to 892. Mm-hmm. And I did a quick calculation on my, on my phone. Uh, last year's pace, as far as goals for Ovi, he would have had 44 goals last season. And that's te- just 10 above the average that he would need uh, in order to, in order to, um, break the record and of course last year there was that whole situation where um the russian players of the washington capitals were in the hotel room they got they were placed on the on the covid list so that took away some opportunities to score and and lower possibly the pace of where he's at but i'm i'm really i'm really looking forward to the next few years as he just inches closer and closer and i'm excited i'm I'm excited i'll definitely be I mean, not that, not that it, not that it's a bad idea to watch OV anyway, but definitely I'll be, <laughs> I'll be definitely watching more uh, Caps games. So for sure in the upcoming years. So yeah. Um, any, any, any other moves of free agency that caught your eye or anything else that you want to touch based on your, any final thoughts? Um, I think that the NHL is definitely moving into a, a new age of um, play. Um, I think a lot of the players that maybe you and I grew up watching and everything are retiring or moving on to other things in life, which is a great thing for them. And, uh, you know, want to thank them for giving us years of highlights and interviews and things like that. But, um, you know, the game is a young man's game. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what the game's going to be like going forward. Um, but with that being said, um, I can't wait till it's all. October 14th and the Pittsburgh Penguins, not the Tampa Bay lightning anymore, but, uh, (laughs) but, but Pittsburgh coming in to start the season off. Um, I can't wait for that to get started and see what the Florida Panthers have to bring. Um, other than that, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to get going again. What about you? Uh, This off season short shortened compared to the rest of the year. So, uh, it's, it's a little easier that it's going to be a lot closer. And of course, for, as a content creator too, it won't be long until I'll be covering games again. So I'm very thankful of that. And there's also an opportunity for a new platform with the TV deal with ESPN and TNT. Uh, I mean, ESPN has been there before with covering hockey. And now we're starting to see more of the, of them even talking about it outside of the, the expansion draft and the regular NHL entry draft. So we're starting to see it even on, on sports center. I mean, I don't watch sports center on it on the daily, but I do see it at the gym and I, I do see NHL coverage um, there. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping notes. I'm, I'm keeping a little bit of notes <laughs> of what they're, of what they're, of what they're talking about. And I, I see a little bit of hockey there and I'm, it, it could, it could be any greater that they're, that they're uh, covering, covering the sport. And who knows, maybe this flat cap will only last uh this this one more season and then who knows maybe it skyrockets an, an additional team helps so ho- hopefully that hopefully that is uh the start of something something new for this sport uh most definitely and um i think uh, john butchergross actually hosting the um uh, draft show 
was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way that he was able to talk about different players and different um, schemes that I guess teams were trying to go after what type of players they wanted to go after. Um, I thought it was refreshing. Um, ESPN obviously is a world-class organization um, and I can't wait to see what they're going to be able to bring back to hockey after a 15 year absence. Absolutely. And uh, for, for the listeners who aren't uh, subscribed to the Panther Parkway podcast, um, John Butchergrass was actually a guest on uh, that podcast with Jacob and Tom. So it, it was a few months ago. So take uh, you guys take a little bit of a listen to that if, if you guys so please. And of course, subscribe to that podcast. Tom and Jacob do uh, great work on, on that show. So definitely uh, subscribe. They're, they're part of their, like I say on, on Locked on Panthers, Locked on Panthers is just an extension of what Panther Parkway is. The, the, so subscribe to also uh, Panther Parkway. But Nick, I want to thank you so much for coming on to this episode of the Locked on Panthers podcast. For my listeners, tell them where they can find you online. Uh, you guys can definitely find me on Twitter. I've been very active recently uh, at Prudentia Zero. Uh, so give me a follow, uh, send me a DM, whatever. We can definitely talk hockey and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you all. And uh, Mondo, anytime you need me to come on, I'm definitely there. And, um, you know, if you need my address for that plaque again, I can send it to you. <laughs> uh, right, right. Have a have a pen and paper ready for 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 the record when we're done recording. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast hops into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Cross Check NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Will be breaking down the whole NHL pre-agency period and today july 29th on the locked on podcast network nba draft goat chad ford locked on nba draft host rafael barlow and locked on nba host john krause will be live this year covering the nba draft it's locked on nba draft 2021 brought to you by built bar get all the local expert analysis on each pick Follow Locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage July 29th at 7 p.m. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks, and we're signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Oh.